Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm B. And this is Don't Call Me an Oreo. <laughs> Girl, the tea is steaming hot. <laughs> it's warming my face. <laughs> I just, actually, let me take that back. I'm not surprised at all. Um, but you know, I do want to say this is not a Bachelor podcast, but there is no way that we could not discuss these happenings because you know we both watch the bachelor we don't know why but we do i think we do know why we love the bachelor no i'm still mad at them (laughs) we can still be mad but then still why i don't know it's kind of like a horrible relationship that we're in where we just can't it's so toxic we just can't get out of it and we're just like i want more (laughs) (laughs) but basically what's going on is colton underwood has officially come out as gay and while i'm proud of him for being true to his authentic self and, you know, sharing that with us. Um, I also kind of feel some way about him because of all the drama that went on with him and Cassie. Like, it's hard for me to be excited for him and support him because I still feel like he did some sketch stuff. I feel like I wasn't um, as knowledgeable about all the sketchiness that happened after the show. All I would see online is, Flash! Colton Underwood has COVID. Flash. Colton Underwood's girlfriend or fiance's parents are taking care of him. And I didn't hear about the bad things, I guess. So I was just like, oh my gosh, where's my fiance at? Are you delayed? <laughs> are your parents be taking care of me? He's got it made. That's all I would see. I wouldn't see like bad things. Well, so for those of you who don't know, um, he basically, and honestly, like this shouldn't be shocking to anyone because. Literally the only, for whatever reason, I never cared for Colton. And it's not his fault. You know, sometimes you just see someone and you immediately just aren't a fan of that person. And I have felt like that about Colton from day one for whatever reason. Once again, not his fault. He didn't do anything. But I just was never a fan. But um, you can see that the person that he picked on his season of The Bachelor, like he was obsessed with her. And the whole reason that I watched his season is because they kept showing these previews of him jumping over a fence and running oh, away yeah. because she left. And I was like, I need to see why this man is jumping over a fence. <laughs> so I watched the entire season just because of that. And I feel like, I don't want to say an unhealthy obsession, but I mean, he clearly had really strong feelings for her, which is interesting in the context of him being gay now. Yeah, but I think... Or not now, but, you know, him accepting that he's gay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I understand what you're saying. Um, But I think that, yes, he's saying that he's gay, but I think during the time, he may have had true, genuine feelings for Cassie. So that made it more, like, real. Like, I have to prove to myself and everybody else that I love this person. True. And so I think with that, he was so hyper-focused on making sure that it worked because he didn't want to prove himself wrong because of those inner feelings that he had inside, which is so unfortunate that sometimes um, the way that we're raised or brought up kind of pushes you to into some type of box that you feel like you need to be in. No, I completely agree. And uh, I, oh, go ahead. No, Sorry. go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we're so silly. Go ahead. Um, no, I was just going to say, you know, 
I feel like a lot of people don't get that opportunity to really explore their sexuality and know what that's about. And so then they get out in the world and they're kind of like, huh, you know, I didn't know there were other things out there. So mm-hmm. that part is interesting. Um, I know that I didn't read his book because, again, like I was never a huge fan. But um, I do know in his book he discussed questioning his sexuality He talked about the fact that he was doing online searches about, you know, why don't I want to have sex with my girlfriend? How do you know if you're gay? Like, these are topics that he was Googling, basically, on his computer. Mm -hmm. His dad saw these things and kind of asked him about where his mind was at. Um, And I know you brought up something about, like, whenever he broke up with his girlfriend, who was really popular, um, his friends on the football team were questioning him, why would you break up with her? You must be gay. So, I mean, I know these are experiences, like, it wasn't new to him, this questioning of his sexuality. Yeah, and I, when I mentioned that to you, I think the telling part was that um, when he broke up with the most popular girl in school, and then his teammates from the football team were like, oh, you must be gay for breaking up with her. And it really hurt him that he went home and had this conversation with his mom, and his mom was like, if you're gay, we're going to love you. I'm going to love you no matter what. And I think sometimes deep down inside, your parents really know. Mm-hmm. Like, And so agree. I'm wondering if that was like when he was in high school, his mom was like, I'm here to support you in whatever decision that you make. Mm-hmm. Um, but it may have not been... A consensus amongst both parents. Right. And I think that his whole shtick, because I feel like the entire reason why producers picked him to be The Bachelor, and I remember being super annoyed when they picked him because I felt like there were a lot of other candidates who would have been better. Mm-hmm. Um, but they picked him because of this whole, like, you have a handsome, um, I don't want to say popular because we're adults, but, you know, a well-liked football player athlete who's a virgin I mean obviously Mm -hmm. this is something that is not very common I feel like even whenever he came out like a lot of not came out um, as gay but whenever he came out as a virgin a lot of people didn't even believe him because they were like there is no way that this guy is a virgin so I think the producers ran with that shtick but it actually makes sense when you think about it I mean he was raised as a Christian which obviously there's nothing wrong with that both Mm -hmm. of us are Christians we were raised as Christians but um then having that experience of questioning his sexuality, like, it makes sense that he was waiting. And I 100% agree. And I think that the reason why they ran with it is because you have this guy who played for the NFL, I don't even know how many years, and he doesn't have the notches on his belt mm-hmm. that most of his, you know, his co colleagues, I guess, because those are your, your other teammates, have. Um, and so it really, like, made him look like a good, well-to-do guy. And so then when he gets on this show and he, I guess he falls in love or in like or obsessed with these ladies. Um, Tasia was one of them. That's where the season that Tasia came from. And then you have Cassie. You know, he doesn't know how to handle these feelings. And I think that he said when he was on the show, or not that he think, when he was on the show, he met with one of the, I don't even know who this guy is. But he was, he's also gay as well, and he was having a conversation with him, and he was like, you can actually be the first gay bachelor, and you can see Colton's kind of face drop, and then he laugh it off, and this is during, like, press and promo p- prior to The Bachelor starting, and his season starting, and so you can see he was like, um, now they're bringing it up, and they're like, man, like, was someone speaking something into existence for you? Like, 
you actually could be the first gay bachelor now that you're out. Oh my God, please no. I'm all for a gay bachelor, but I cannot take another Susan McColton. I refuse. <laughs> do not do that to me. It was not good. Actually, it might be better if he had men though because I think one of the things I did it I don't know I don't feel like Holton has a lot of personality like I don't personally feel like he has a charisma to carry the show which is one of the reasons why I was annoyed when he was picked like his ladies carried that show mm-hmm. like that's what made it interesting to watch with the women that he I had on it I didn't really feel like he but then again maybe it's because he was hesitant to share himself you know what I mean like I felt like we didn't get to know him at all but maybe that's why um but I do know that I would love for the bachelor to be more accepting I know Demi came out as bi on bachelor paradise she dated a woman I thought that was awesome Mm -hmm. and a step in the right direction so I mean you never know what could happen I still vote for someone else oh for sure But, yeah, but I really feel like on his season that he developed these strong friendships with the women. Mm -hmm. Like, it never, the chemistry was really never there to me, even with Cassie. But, you know, something that's interesting about that, too, which comes back to my kind of hesitant, my um, kind of not wanting to really embrace Colton, per se, Mm -hmm. is because I feel like the entire relationship with Cassie, he almost bullied her into a relationship. Because she tried to leave, he jumped a fence, ran away, wouldn't continue with the show, he went to get her. I mean, she just always seemed hesitant, like she didn't want to take that next step, and then he was always there, like, pushing her, pushing her. And Mm -hmm. I would have to hear from her what her feelings are on that, because I don't want to speak for her, because I don't know her. But I mean, I'm just curious about that, like, how much of her was really in this relationship this Mm -hmm. whole time, and how much was just... Well, let me see this through and see where it can go because he was so insistent on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's really interesting. I mean, definitely seeing somebody else's side and seeing like her hearing from her and her experience. Um, I don't really know a lot about him. I know that's sad. I probably should have watched this season. Mm -mm. But when I watched the previews, I did see him jumping the fence and I was like, I just I don't have time for this. There's so many other shows (laughs) on. I'm so sorry. I just could not watch another man have a mental breakdown on TV. And so I just moved on. Um, but it, I, I actually am really proud of him. I think that um, at times, sometimes in America, it, I mentioned it earlier, um, being in the spotlight, it's really difficult for you to be your true self. And for him to actually be able to step into his true self is amazing. Um, I just, I know so many people who have been on the side of where they don't really want people to know their true self because they don't know how they'll be judged or perceived by others. And for him to come out on national television and really be able to speak his truth. And, you know, he stated, he's like, I've really never been in love. I've never even tried talking or dating somebody with of my um, same gender. And so he's looking forward to it. And I really am looking forward to whatever his happy ending is, whatever that may be. No, I completely agree. And I mean, I am proud of him. I know that you have to be super brave because there's, I mean, he's someone who's been on The Bachelor. He was trying to find a wife, supposedly, and now he's coming out and saying, you know, that wasn't truly who I am. And I mean, he's very brave, but that brings us to the next point, which is that he apparently has been given a Netflix show to kind of follow his journey as a recently out man. 
And you know, something you're going to hear me say a lot on this podcast is I hate when mediocrity is rewarded. And that's kind of where I'm at here. Because I am, once again, I am proud that he came out. I am so excited for him that he's living his authentic life. At the same time, the situation with Cassie, I don't know. Like, I just, do you feel like he deserves a Netflix show? <sighs> I, I, no. I just don't, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I'm, again, I'm really happy for him and his journey, but I just feel like, I don't know. Like, I talked to another friend about it, and they were like, well, you know, Netflix is probably trying to expand their audiences, so maybe this is a way for Netflix to expand their audiences. Um, but based on the conversation that we just had where you said, you know, when you watch the show, basically the women carried the show, I'm just not sure how he can carry an entire series. Or what, whether it's a hour-long show or a series, like, I'm just not sure how um, he can carry that also, um, I did hear that they have been filming for the past two weeks, even prior to him coming out. And I'm just, I I guess curiosity is going to get to me and I'm probably going to watch it uh. because I just want to know what it's about. But at the same time, I'm just like, what are we giving him a show for? Why are we? I mean, like, why do we make him The Bachelor? Or why is he getting a show? Like, why is he always getting all of these opportunities? For what? I don't know. All I know is I'm still a fan of Mike Johnson, and I'm just trying to figure out where his show is at. Where is... I mean, like, what? We have someone who's charismatic, has a great personality, you know, has a great backstory. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a vet. Come on. Like, why? I don't understand. I mean, and honestly, like, and this isn't just because of Colton, like, I feel like Matt was another example of rewarding mediocrity as well. So, I mean, it's not a race thing. It's just literally, why aren't we getting people of substance to have these shows? Because I feel like Colton, personally, has a whole lot of things he needs to work on. He put a tracking device on Cassie's car. Like, he was legit stalking her, sending her threatening messages, with getting other people's phones to message her, getting new phone. I mean, like, crazy next level stuff and we're just supposed to forget about that because he was conflicted because he's gay i don't think that has anything to do with him being conflicted <laughs> i think that's a mental health issue <laughs> that's um, what i'm saying <laughs> i think that he definitely needs to work out whatever is within him that has ca- that previously had caused him to make those efforts to figure out where she was at i do recall hearing that he did apologize to her he d- really was sincerely apologetic to her but he really never addressed those things that you just spoke of i mean he never addressed she the, the tracking had a restraining device. order against him and i really feel like they're trying to push the narrative that he acted out in this way because he was so confused and i just don't buy it no i don't i don't think that has anything to do with him being confused with his sexuality <laughs> um that again is a mental health thing and i really think that hopefully during this time of him working with Netflix, he can figure his own self out. I think that instead of jumping from one thing to the next thing, he needs to spend some time like self-reflecting. I know he said he realized it in January and we are in May. So I guess that is enough time to self-reflect, but, um, and he has been spending a lot of time with somebody else who is an openly, openly gay man. Um, 
But I just hope that he figures things out for himself because if not, he's just putting himself back in the same situation. I mean, what if he has a boyfriend and then that boyfriend ain't trying to fool with him no more? Is he going to be jumping fences? Is he going to be putting tracking devices? Yes. Say it, sis, because that is exactly (laughs) what I'm thinking. Like, you're putting him in a situation where obviously they're wanting him to date and go out into the dating world as a newly out man. But it's like, have we addressed these issues when you're... When you were doing this shit before? Yeah. Like, now we're going to be stalking your boyfriend, too? Like, run, mm-hmm. men, run. Don't do please it. Please do not <laughs> Please do not let me put nothing in my car. Because <laughs> her family handled that nice. Uh, my family would have been at his house Look, in his My dad car. would have been arrested. Yes. he would have come for him baby his car would have been on blocks he would have been confused why he can't come chase me down and my dad listens to this podcast too i know i know he's gonna be nodding his head like yes i would have come for him i know you would dad don't worry i know you got me (laughs) but to talk about to move forward i guess with the conversation we spoke a little earlier about like christianity Mm -hmm. and i think that that's a really good topic to talk about because you know i we both grew up in the south um, and in the kind of the same area and the church that I went to, um, there were not a lot of openly, um, homosexual individuals there. And there was this one gentleman and he was a part of the music group and, um, he was an open, openly gay man. And I never really thought anything of it because I was young and I was like, I love you. You're so sweet play for me some more um but then I guess he decided to bring his partner to church and the pastor did not like that and the pastor asked him to step down that he could no longer be a member of the congregation and so I just so going back to like Colton and his Christianity do you think that that could be a reason why he never really came out oh 100% because I know oh my gosh you probably know his name there is a famous gospel singer that's a black man. Donnie McCurkin. Thank you. And he's been talking about battling his homosexuality, praying for him to be quote-unquote cured, etc., etc. And that's just so sad to me. I feel like he should just embrace who he is. And this is why, because it's like, I'm Christian, but I do not believe that your sexuality is a choice. I just don't. And, like, here we have someone who clearly believes that homosexuality is a sin, mm-hmm. but he's gay. You know what I mean? And he's, like, trying to not be. I just don't feel like that's something you can do, and I don't think that it's fair of us as Christians to ask that of someone. I just don't. And I know that, like, at my church, um, I mean, to be perfectly honest, like, I don't really remember much about, like, what the pastor said against homosexuality. Like, I, um... Just, I guess, never really noticed that. I do know that we had openly gay members of our church. So, I mean, it couldn't have been that bad, I guess, if they were going there. But um, I just feel like, because I know that people like my mom, like that older generation, like they have ideas about homosexuality and whatnot. And one thing that I loved about my mom is like she was so open about things like that. Because, you know, I think that she had ideas about homosexuality, but she met some of my friends, she got to know them, 
And I mean, she really changed her opinion about it, which I love about her. Like she really embraced my friends and all of that. So I do think that people can grow. I do feel like the older generation maybe has more antiquated ideas of what that's like. And so with Colton growing up in that kind of situation where, I mean, it does say, you know, a man shouldn't lie with another man, etc. So, I mean, I think that he was trying to fight that. But, I mean, in the end, I feel like you can't. Even the people who say they're cured or whatever the case may be, let's be real. Like, they're just denying a part of who they are. And, I mean, I just don't think that's a way to live. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think now um, churches are moving into a different direction. Mm -hmm. They're not preaching that hard um i remember when i was in i was in a vacation bible school <laughs> revelations 21 8 liars go to hell, liars go to hell. <laughs> burn 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 oh my god <laughs> like <laughs> like that old school but i think now the church is moving towards like grace they're they're reading more of the new testament like how things have like changed and i think that um Sometimes, I mean, people forget that, you know, we are the church. Like, the church is just a building. Like, your Christianity is something that you have within yourself. And so I just, I'm really happy for him for moving forward. And he can still be a Christian and still yeah, be homosexual. Still and I think that um, the way that, the, uh, the way that people treat people who are not just like them mm -hmm. is horrible and everyone's not going to be just like you and with regard to like donnie mccurkland kirkland i know i'm saying i'm really butchering his name <laughs> like the worst um i love him i love all Me of his too. songs i do too um i had no idea that he was homosexual until recently Same. um but again, I love him and I love all his songs. I feel like all of his songs have spoken to my heart, my mm -hmm. family heart, my family's heart. I grew up heart. listening to that. Yeah, like I think that um, there's no demon that he needs to fight with. He just needs to embrace himself. And I think that, again, Christianity is moving in a different direction and it's moving in a spirit of grace. And that's whether they're other gospel artists or whomever, they need to move with that because we all move in in that direction. And I also feel like we need to, if we're wanting people to join the church and to find God and to find faith, I feel like one thing that turns people off is like the sense of judgment that yeah. Christians are judging them. And I mean, that's something that I don't want to get into politics. Like, I don't want this to be a political podcast. But this is something that really bothered me during the Trump presidency when people kind of decided that he was a Christian candidate. Wow. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, we don't have to get into that. But I'm just saying, like, as a Christian, I was personally offended by that. <laughs> I was very confused. But... You know, that's nor here nor there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to bring it up. We can move on, though. We can move on. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of questionable things that have occurred. Um, but I also wanted to talk about, like, in general, like, African-American men. Mm -hmm. I think, like, one of my biggest fears has always been, like, oh, my gosh, am I going to meet someone on the down low? Like, someone who's on the down low, and the reason why is because their family is not accepting of them, so they're also not really accepting of themselves so they feel like they're forced to date a woman because they cannot date a man which is something that they would love and desire to do mm -hmm. do you ever have that thought 
Um, not necessarily, but you're completely right. I mean, I feel like um, African American community is notoriously homophobic, especially with older black men. And it's just something that their families won't accept, which is unfortunate. So instead of living their authentic life, coming out as Colton has done and saying, you know, this is who I am, um, they just choose to basically have a whole secret life. Mm -hmm. And what's crazy about that from a public health perspective is a lot of these men, you know, back in the day, whenever AIDS was in its heyday and they were having these, you know, relationships on the side, the... Um, percentage of African-American women who got infected with HIV was higher than any other group. Oh, yeah. I do remember. I remember watching that on uh, Four Colored Girls. Yeah. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. dangerous, too. And I think, actually, I haven't checked those statistics recently. But, I mean, so this is showing you the danger yeah. kind of of not being able to be who you are. Because, I mean, if these men felt comfortable enough to be in relationships with who they want to be in relationships with, this wouldn't be an issue. I mean, there's obviously other factors involved with that, practicing safe sex, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, that whole culture, that down low culture, I mean, had a huge detrimental effect, not just on them, not being able to live their lives, but I mean, on their partners as well. And of course, I mean, it's hard to think that, you know, because I know that you know, something I'm trying to be more open towards is, you know, there are men who are bisexual. They like men and women. And mm-hmm. people talk about the fact that, you know, you should be willing to be in a relationship with a man that's bi. And that's hard for me. And I mean, and I know that that's like an internal like bias that I have because, I mean, it's hard for me to imagine that. There's nothing wrong with being bi at all. Mm-hmm. So why do I have the, you know kind of am hesitant to be in a relationship with a bi man. So, like, why wouldn't I be open to that? So that shows, you know, there's still other issues that people have. And I do feel like society is moving in the right direction. Um, I do know that, you know, it's better than it was. But, I mean, I still feel like there's things in all of us where we kind of have certain ideas about things. But I feel like the first step is being aware of it and questioning why you're like that. So, yeah, which is something I have to constantly question myself. And I'm like, yeah, it's something that we all have to question. And I think that over the since I was in high school to now, I think I've been more accepting of individuals and I've grown um, because I've been I think going to college allowed me to experience more, see more. Um, people of different races and who have different sexual part. I mean, their sexual preference is different than mine. And I have been totally accepting of it and I love it. And I think that sometimes just getting yourself out of that little box that you've been in and that you've been raised in will definitely help you understand what else, what other people are going through or what else is out there. I definitely agree. And I think that because, um, I'm studying public health, for those of you who don't know, and we talk about sexuality a lot as far as sexuality education and kind of being more knowledgeable about what that entails. And they talk a lot about the fact that sexuality is really on a sliding scale. You know what I mean? Like there are people who consider themselves straight. They're not attracted to the same gender at all. There are people who um, identify as gay and they're not attracted to the opposite gender at all. People who are attracted to both. People who are attracted to everyone. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's like all of these different 
sexualities per se, but I feel like it's just like that scale. Like, people's scale Mm -hmm. just kind of moves either way. So, I mean, I think that's something that's really interesting because my cheerleaders, I'm a cheer coach, and it's so funny because it's like kids nowadays, I know when we were in high school, I could count on one hand the number of people who were out, and we went to a very large school. So, I mean, the fact that, like, a third of my cheer team is in the LGBTQ community is crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. They were all telling me all their business the other day. I obviously am not going to share that here, even though y'all don't know who they are. But, I mean, it was just crazy to me. Like, we're just having um, a discussion about, like, being, you know, accepting of each other. Uh And they were talking about that, you know. And, like, you know, there were girls there who were, like, you know, I consider my, myself straight, but also, you know, like, I'm kind of questioning, like, maybe I do like this or that. And it's awesome that, you know, they have that freedom to do that because I don't think that was a thing when we were in school. Not at all. That was not a thing. <laughs> there were no things there. No. I think my parents would have flipped out and been like, what is going on? Who are these people that you're surrounding yourself with? Which, I mean, that sh- they're not like that now, which you can also see that that there's so much growth. Mm-hmm. There's so much growth in that baby, baby boomer generation. But I just think it's awesome that, and then like a lot of my, you know, students' parents are also, you know, in same-sex relationships and things like that. And I just think that's cool, you know, that people are more open and accepting. But obviously we still, excuse me, have issues with that because clearly... People are still, sorry, Jessica bought me a margarita. Uh, (laughs) People are still, you know, scared and hesitant to come out. Because, like, um, I know people personally who very tentatively creeped out of the closet because they were scared about what the repercussions of that would be. So I think until everyone feels perfectly comfortable, whatever sexuality they are, then we still have work to do. I definitely think there's still work, but I feel like you should be, people should be able to be whoever they want to be. You should be able to throw your little ass in a circle if you want to. <laughs> you should be able to do whatever you want to do. And I think that um, it's going to take a lot of us, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of our listeners who are accepting of all people to make everybody feel comfortable at all times. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, I'm straight, I guess, but it's like, you know, One of my friends, you know, recently told me that, you know, she thinks that, you know, she may have more, she might be more open to dating people of the same gender and whatnot. And I was like, okay, you know, I feel like these are the kind of reactions that you need to have. Mm -hmm. I would love if we got to a place where people didn't even have to come out or announce what their sexuality is. Like, I didn't have to come out one day and be like, I'm straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) So I think that would be nice too, but... I love the fact that my students are living in this world where, you know, they're all out and doing their thing and Mm -hmm. it's fine. And I think it's crazy because a while back, um, several years ago, probably like over 10 years ago, I lived with um, a couple and they were lesbians and I loved them. (laughs) I remember them. And um, I think for a while they were hesitant to even like hold hands or touch each other. One was older, one was younger. Um, But to see how it is now, how you can just be yourself and not feel uncomfortable around certain people. Like one of them was like, I don't know if I can bring you around this group of people. And the other one was like, well, all of my friends are lesbians. And then they were like, come be our roommate. And I was their roommate. And so for it shocked me for a while because I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like a little bitty family. Like they 
love they have I feel like they have so much community and I love the community and everybody looked out for each other um so anywho I think as of now it's a different type of um you can go out and be whoever you want to be you can hold hands you can make out you can do whatever and people aren't going to look at you sideways I mean some of them might but they need to mind their business to be honest (laughs) and someone one of my family members told me recently you know she was like I don't personally believe in it, which is her right not to. Mm-hmm. But she said, at the end of the day, that's between you and God. So it's like, that's your relationship with God. Those are those conversations that you have with them. So mm-hmm. it's like, at the end of the day, it's not her business. And honestly, that's fine. If you don't believe in it, that's cool. But that has nothing to do with that person. Yeah, That's between them and God or whatever they believe in. So I don't feel like that's something you can push on other people. Like, I feel like we need to mind our business. You know what I mean? I 100%. Like, why are you worried about what their sexuality is? Leave them alone. If you don't like what you see, keep it moving. Scroll <laughs> by. You know? Swish by. You don't have to be in their business. You know, I just don't get that feeling of wanting to police other people's sexualities, bodies. I just don't get that. Let people live. Like, when people want to dress up in furry costumes and do weird stuff, I think it's weird. But, hey, do you. (laughs) Dress up as your little furry self. You know what I mean? Like, hey, as long as you're not hurting anyone, everyone's consenting and of age, hey, do you. I think the funniest thing, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. My friend was (laughs) like, Jessica, we're going to go to this party. I need you to dress up. And I was like, okay. So I was like, well, I don't have anything. And so her and her boyfriend at the time put me in this costume we show up at this party and it was a rave and everybody was out of control and I was overwhelmed at first and then I was like why am I this old at this kind of party <laughs> but just like you were saying like stay in your lane let every mind your business let them have the kind of fun they want to have I eventually had to call myself a little uber to come <laughs> home because that is not my cup of tea but I just like love doing I don't know like you have to sometimes step out of your comfort zone to do things that your friends want to do and to embrace what the things that your friends love um, regardless of whom they are oh I completely agree and it's so funny because my mom was the Facebook police Mm -hmm. so she got mad at me because I made her a Facebook and then I made her friends with all my family members and she was upset. She was like, I don't want any friends. I just wanted to be friends with you. I used to live abroad, so she wanted to see what I was up to. But anyway, she would report on everyone's Facebook activity that day to me every day. And I used to always tell her, like, Mom, let people live. Let them live. Get out of their business. I used to always tell her that. And it would crack me up. She would start to tell me something and then she'd be like, oh, never mind. I'm supposed to let them live. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I think that that is a lesson that everyone should take. Like we need to be more accepting, show more grace, show love and light as, you know, the Gen Z likes to say. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys listening to us today. Hopefully, um... For the rest of your week, you can go out and show love and grace to all of your friends, regardless of what their sexuality is. Um, and I think that next week, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, and so, I'm definitely not going to watch Colton's little raggedy show, so y'all can tell me about it. Oh my gosh, I'm going to watch it, so I'll let you know if it's good or not. <laughs> Alright. Well, I'm Jess. And I am B. And this is... Don't Call Me an Oreo. Bye! Bye.